Well, thanks for joining in to today's episode. I'm Derek. I'm Shay. And I'm Sam. And this is Amarillo Real Talk, and we are excited to be talking about how to keep your yard green, inside, outside, trees, shrubs, all the things with our man Kenneth from Coulter Gardens. We appreciate you uh, taking your time to be on the show today. Welcome, Kenneth. Thanks for having me. want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, ADT Home Security. ADT Home Security offers six-month money-back guarantee, theft protection guarantee, worry-free professional installation, 145-plus years of industry experience, customizable packages, and 24-7 professional monitoring. If you're ready to ramp up your home security, contact Cody Pittman with ADT in Amarillo. How do you keep a yard green? Tell me that. So we got a fertilizer program. You know, you do fertilizer three uh, times out of the year and do winterizer. But there's also uh, big iron is what we call it, just chelated iron, 25% iron, 25% sulfur, just to put down as you need it. So that'll really give you a good uh, green up right there. So but you're the, saying, but the problem is he lives out in the country. So oh, here's a, here's another problem, or that challenge, not problem. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's a problem and a challenge. And a challenge yeah. is he lives out in the country, and yeah. so I don't know if you know this area, but it's windy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's yeah. dry, and dry, yeah, and so and hot, yeah, and yeah. all those three mixed together. <laughs> It's going to be 103 tomorrow. I mean, yeah. I'm just thankful windy. for the rain we've been getting. Yep. That yeah. rain, man, we got we got green fields we, waving at us right we now. We did get spoiled to it in May. So, yeah, I bet you your yard was looking good. It's looking May. great yeah. right now. You yeah. talked to yeah. me a year ago. Right. We been yeah, we were in a story. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. yeah. I got dirt in my backyard a year ago. Right now, everything's green. <laughs> my dog, Cinco, he's a, yeah. he's a husky. Oh, and yeah. he is living the dream back oh, there every day, man. So, love it. Yeah. Well, so there's good summer fertilizer to put down called Fertilone Greenmaker, and we have our own brand called Culture Gardens 1822. has a good percentage of iron with it, and there's a product called Humic, H-U-M-I-C. What that is is humic acid, and what mm-hmm. that'll do is kind of help unlock soil nutrients. It'll help uh, with uh, fertilizing. It'll improve that. It'll help eat up that. It's just kind of like a yogurt for your lawn. It just does all kinds of good things for it. So yogurt and for your lawn. There we go. <laughs> just and got just, real. Hey. Boost your heat ravaged lawn. Is yeah, yeah. Which we're going to get with these hundred three degree days oh, coming absolutely. up tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah. Now, also, if you're at, you know out there as a realtor and you're looking at putting on some listings, man, I hope you're you're listening to this because man, yeah. what okay. As a listing agent, how important is it that you're that you're landscaping that your front yard, yeah. you know, especially for the photos look like tip top. Boy, yep. that's Looking important, crisp. Right. especially if you're like anything like my wife. If we're gonna go look at a house <laughs> and the outside is is janky, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a turnoff immediately. So, right. listing photos too. I mean, it, you know, just one more thing to stand out. Yeah, beautiful mm-hmm. green yard, beautiful green yard. Um, colors with flowers, things things that really make the aesthetic of the outside pop that really just draw you into the home, super important. Yeah. And the, the thing that a lot of people don't understand is like you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to 
to get something looking decent. So, my man Kenneth, I'm right. glad you're on the show <laughs> yeah, today. Exactly. You how bet. about so? How about we just start out with asking? So, tell me, kind of a background on. Well, Culture Gardens specifics. I think when I think right. of the Amarillo mm-hmm. area, I think these people, the Culture Gardens, knows what they're doing. They've been in business right. for a long for a long time. They've they can kind of they know the area, mm-hmm. which is important. Right. So tell us a little bit about Culture Gardens, about like what what y'all what y'all do, how long y'all been there, and right. um, and what kind of knowledge you can you can give. So we're a retail garden center and nursery. We sell plants, we sell trees, shrubs, insecticide, chemical, house plants, and everything all around that. So back in 1978, uh, Jim and Sheila Reed uh, started this business. And actually, it's not at the location it is now. It was down the street. You all know where Taco Villa is on Coulter. Yep. And there's that RX Pharmacy right yep. there. Yep. That was the original Coulter Gardens. Very cool. Wow. Back in okay. 1978. In the, and so they had some land back there that they would you know, kind of uh, pay rent for and lease for. And they were just like, well, why don't we just kind of build our own place? So that's where we're at now. Back in 1990, they built the big red barn on Coulter. So it moved in in 91. So, Which is a cool place. Yeah. I'm telling you, my son, when he's yeah. when he was younger, especially, you know, had the waterfalls going out there and all the little oh, shrubbery. Yeah. He was like, can we just go in there? Yeah, just go look. So, yeah, put, yeah, I'll put a hammock yeah. up and <laughs> just hang out for the day, yeah. Reed. So we yeah. got a lot of property, a lot of land now to uh, for for that kind of stuff. So yeah, just I just I gotta people. say one thing though, Kenneth. Right. I'm a little mad at you guys right now, <laughs> only because my wife walked in there the other day and got a whole lot of yeah. amazing things that helped our yard out. I told you I can't keep anything green. Right. We had tons yeah. of weeds, and whatever you gave us, I was with a backpack sprayer for about an hour and a half <laughs> getting after it, and it yeah. worked. Right. So I I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm mad at y'all because I'm going to be back in there probably today <laughs> to get more stuff. My wife is going to send me on runs about every week because it works so good. Yep. So, yeah, hey, We're going to have to get a picture of that. Oh, oh yeah, backpack yeah. sprayer. On. She, I think she might have been blackmail photo <laughs> hey, as I'm walking we're, back and we're, forth. We may have to throw that yeah. on here. So, <laughs> so there's Stay a lot tuned. of stuff that goes with that, with with your lawns and everything. There's uh, some things that uh, you know, number three, you know, ways to to kill a tree or or bad for your lawn is to overwater your lawn. So, okay. sprinkler system wise, uh, we get into that. We have what we call watering tips that just uh, okay. Now that we're above 95 degrees and, you know, you need to be watering about an inch every time you water about three days a week. So, yeah. Okay. So number two kit thing could be, you know, other than watering too often would be, you know, putting down weed and feeds, the wrong weed and feed. Those, you know, the granules can be so potent it could just affect tree roots. So that can, you know, affect your trees. It can affect your lawns too. Wow. Yeah. So, so don't just so, go buy right. the weed and feed from Walmart and call today, huh? Right, yeah. Come yeah. see you first. Right, yeah. So, yeah. And oh, the number, okay. you know, you know, looking at trees and shrubs, and people bring stuff in all the time. And, you know, if, it, if it's on trees specifically, usually what we can see is, you know, people with their weed eater getting too close to trees, you know, doing damage to the trunk and, and things like that. So that can affect your, your trees too, so. Here's yeah, a random question on the, on the subject right. of trees. You see a lot of yards out there now, uh, especially out there where we live, who, you know, they'll they'll kind of cut out some space around the tree, right. put in mulch and flowers and all that stuff. How, is that good for a tree, bad for a tree, et cetera? It, it can be good for a tree because that tells whoever's mowing or whoever's weed eating, number one, don't stay away too, from it. Yeah, stay away from the truck. Yeah. 
So, uh, but too much mulch it can hold in mo- moisture. So we got to watch that too. So yeah, on there. Oh, man. okay. Right. All these yeah, things. That's what I'm saying. So much, yeah. That that's what I'm saying is like for the ordinary guy, right, or gal that doesn't know what they're talking about, and they just or doesn't know all this, mm-hmm. and they just walk out of the front yard. And they're like seeing a let's say just they just look out in their yard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look healthy. It's not getting it's not getting green or it's not it's got a lot of weeds in it. But they they're saying, well, I, I water like uh-huh. it's set up. You know, let's say they have a new construction or whatever. They right. automatically have their sprinkler set. Mm-hmm. I didn't change the watering thing. I'm watering enough. What's the what's the answer to this? Like what what's yeah. the problem with this? So we need to just they would you would just suggest yeah. what come in? what you know and a lot of that is you know new construction you can have new sod or new seed or whatever and you got to baby water it you got to have a shallow watering for root development but if you don't change that after you know two or three weeks and start doing more water less often those roots are going to stay shallow uh-huh. oh in 103 105 degree days they're going to suffer especially on fescue lawns or bluegrass lawns so yeah you got to change your water and to do more water like i was saying three days a week but less often not an everyday 10 minute watering and i get too many people of those uh, come in and just saying how much you water, and yeah, it's every day for 10 minutes, and that's, well, are you doing new cedar side or, yeah, though it's the been there for about three or four years, and I was like, yeah, so we've got to change that up, yeah. But what you're saying is, like, there's it's getting watered so often that mm-hmm. the, the roots aren't, they're just staying shallow because they're like, why do I need to go deeper because right. I got this water that's right here? Sure, you need to go more water, encourage deeper roots, so, yeah, that's going to be the... Yeah. The answer on, you know, sprinkler systems or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Some people <laughs> hand water, but yeah. yeah. Man, but a is lot there... of them with sprinkler s- systems. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. I mean, that makes it, makes it a lot easier if you yeah. can, if you have a sprinkler system, but sometimes you got to make do with what you got. I mean, we have neighbors around us that mm-hmm. don't have sprinkler systems and I mean, they've been right. able to keep their lawns. Well, right now it's a little bit easier. <laughs> it's, a yeah, little bit it's, it's easier this year. <laughs> but yeah, we're loaded on sprinklers. Yeah. So if you have to, yeah, lawn sprinklers <laughs> or whatever, we're loaded on that. Okay, good, good to know. For, yeah, like I said, the heat's coming back. Yeah. So. yeah, is there a specific type of grass or a couple of different types that do better here in Amarillo that and just in your experiences? Sure, that so that's a great question. So four great grasses that do good here in Amarillo would be your fescue, yeah, and your bluegrass, those okay. would be cool season grasses. And then Bermuda and Buffalo would be warm season grasses. So, yeah, okay, those are okay. going to be the main four types. You can get into the rise a little bit for a winter cover crop or mm-hmm. annual rye, perennial rye. Some people are doing white Dutch clover right now, and so that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a drought tolerant. But to do it for a whole lawn, that's, yeah, I would still probably go to fescue or bluegrass. So, okay. yeah. Fescue predominantly. Only because you mentioned this, I had a client actually say this the other day. They were right. they have a uh, almost two acres, mm-hmm. and so he was like, you know, my my upkeep on that's so much. He said, what we're trying to do is maybe put some type of clover in okay. like a certain section of it, just to like give a beautiful covering. Mm-hmm. But then what that would do is just like move their maintenance portion mm-hmm. of their yard back a lot so they don't have to maintain it so much. Have you seen a lot of that here or any tips yeah. you have there? Uh, we, we, we've seen a little bit of that or go with buffalo just uh, out in the open and then come up to your what you're going to enjoy as a lawn where you're, where you're going to be, where your pets mm-hmm. are going to be or whatever to do the 
yeah, fescue lawn or Bermuda lawn or whatever closer to the house. That's a good yeah. tip. So buffalo or something like that that's exterior right. than where you want your yard mm-hmm. space to be, your enjoyment space to do right. what you were just saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Correct. Makes sense. Yeah. And, and the importance of this, one, of course, we want it to be aesthetic, but I just went out to a, a, a home, uh, I guess it be a few weeks ago, and what I found was that they weren't keeping the lawn up or – you know, maybe mm-hmm. what they, they weren't keeping the lawn up, but they didn't know how to keep the lawn up. So right. it was one of those deals. But they, what I saw was a lot of erosion. Mm-hmm. And, man, that, you talk about some foundation issues that can come with that. So right. d- is am I correct <coughs> on saying that, that, that the lawn you're, is a really the erosion keeper outer? You're, you're correct in saying that. So a lot of that has to do with our Amarillo clay soil. So, yeah. If we were in Lubbock, we'd be sandy. If we were north of the Canadian River, it's sandy or whatever. But here in Amarillo, we are just clay, compact, hard soil. So mm-hmm. there's ways to combat that. It's a hobby. It's a process. But, yeah, uh, gypsum and, uh, and the humic product uh, would do that. But gypsum helps break down clay soil. And so, yeah, we, uh, we go through that a little bit. Yeah. So as a homeowner, it's an investment. It's it's an it, investment. You want that investment to, to be uh, crucial <laughs> and and uh, everything to look good. So you need to do that investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So tips for sellers out there. If you're looking to sell your home <clears> in the summertime or fall time or winter time or whenever you're looking to sell, get with Kenneth over at Culture Gardens and and uh, and, and tell them about your yard. What are your struggles? What what problems are you having right now? And and they can give you good guidance and advice on how to get your yard green, ready for listing photos, ready for market. Uh, we even talked about earlier jokingly, but they do have a dye too. So if you're struggling, <laughs> right. bad, oh, and yeah. you're in a time crunch, you can spray some green on all your all your That's stuff right. and make yeah. it look good. Just so. to get those pictures done. Right. That's like right. That. Just for them listing photos. That's yeah. right. How often do you get it? And is it helpful mm-hmm. if someone were to just like me? I may have done this in the past, <laughs> or needed to do this in the past. Just say, I don't know what the heck is going on with my yard. Sure. I'm going to snap a photo on my iPhone, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go up to Culture Garden and say, here's what I got. Ugh, yeah. that's, that's extremely helpful. If we see it, we know what's going on. Just don't call the store and say, hey, I've got this problem, or I'm <laughs> looking for this one green plant, and it goes dormant during the winter, and, yeah, we're not going to know what's going on. We need to <laughs> right. see. Yeah, what what what's going on? I so, got yeah, this brown pictures, bush but... looking like a weed. <laughs> right. I need yeah. a little smoke in my chili. What do you got for me, Kenneth? Yeah. Don't do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> pictures are great. Or just coming in and just being in front and being up front with you and just talking to you and talking you through everything mm-hmm. would be uh, would, would be the answer on that. You can always you know email us or text it to us or whatever too. But yeah, coming into the store. That way we see what's going on. And not yeah. only that with the grass, but if I, from our conversation earlier, that same thing goes with, with trees, yeah. right? Trees, shrubs, or, or, you know, bedding plants, house plants, or whatever. So, yeah, we got, uh, you know, experts that are have been there for well over, you know, 10 years and, you know, managers and everything that are well experienced in, okay. in all of those. Yeah. Okay. What about, here's <laughs> another question. So okay. I just have a difficult time um, with a flower bed. I, uh-huh. I just do. Is it a problem with, I guess, do you have the, the if you, is there a certain location on the house that mm-hmm. are good for flower beds or does it matter? Is it the soil that mm-hmm. the pro, that's the problem? 
Is it the person planting flowers as a problem? <laughs> so you said operator it. Yeah. <laughs> you said it the second thing you said. Yeah. It yeah. may not be not the operator, but it is the soil. So soil prep is 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 crucial for the plant survival uh, okay. down the road. You know, um, I mentioned our clay soil and adding gypsum. And then there's uh, what they call a cuttenberg compost called back to earth to incorporate in that soil, rubber till it, all of it in, mm-hmm. and then uh, start and grow for, you know, just like a starter fertilizer. It's a granule that you would do. Okay. And then the most important thing that I can recommend on new trees and shrubs, I'm planting them, whether we plant them or whether you plant them, is to go beyond <laughs> that first planting of root stimulator is what the product's called. And do it for a full year, uh, once a month. So mm-hmm. full 12 applications, basically a root stimulator. And that is so crucial for the plant survival down the road. You get a good root system in that first year, it's going to take off that second, third, and fourth year. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Right. Can, we, can we touch on that too? Just talking about trees, talking about roots. Sure. Is there a distance that you recommend planting trees from the house to maybe prevent some future foundation things oh yeah yeah there is um you could do you know bigger shade trees like your lace bark elms your shade master locusts or zilcovitz there's several trees that go into that uh blood good sycamore is a good one those are going to be your bigger shade trees so you don't want those close to the house they'll get 40 by 40 so you need to go 25 30 foot away from the house you Mm -hmm. know but there are also ornamental trees um like uh, your red buds, yeah, rural raindrops, crab apple. Don't let the word crab apple scare people when I say the rural raindrops because it's the less mess crab apple. It's okay. a hybrid crab apple. It's a crab tree, and uh, so they don't make much of a mess. So ornamental trees can go a little bit, you know, 10 or 15 foot away from okay. the house because they'll get about 20 by 20. But, yeah, out in the away from the house would be your bigger shade trees. Okay. Yeah. Here's a question. It's really good. If, if you got a flower bed that's closer to your patio, your front porch, or, or whatever, sure. or front of the house, we yeah. just kind of are on the we're on the back side now of mosquito season. Oh, okay. Right. But what are some things you could plant to get them bad boys away from the house? Yeah. Oh, okay. Great question. Yeah. So there, there's uh, plenty of uh, uh, mosquito plants. There's going to be anything with, uh, you know, the, the botanical, the, the senses on that. Um, but uh, there's geranium plants. There's a type of geranium that would be good for that. There's going to be lemongrass is good for that. So uh, or like basically like lemon oil. So there's several you know plants that can be insect repellent. Now we've blown through a lot of those, and so there's also granules or you know uh, sprays mm. that have that same you know stuff in them. So you can still do it like that. Cedar is a great product uh, to repel mosquitoes. So cedar granules or a cedar spray. Yeah, cedar mulch. My goodness. So, yeah. so yeah. cedar cedar is a great insect, uh, especially for mosquitoes repelling. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good to know, especially with all the moisture that we've had here mm-hmm. that we, I mean, we're not usually, we're not typically used to here in the panhandle with all of this humidity and, and moisture, but there was there's been a lot of mosquitoes. Well, I mean, dude, we had oh, the three yeah. waves. Yeah. We had we had moths. <laughs> yes, moths. Yeah. And then it went yeah. to mosquitoes. Yeah. And at the back end of mosquito seasons, fly season. So yeah. flies are terrible right now. Yeah. Yep. 
So well, not only that, but it's, it sounds like those are, I mean, they're seeded like a natural product. And they'll yeah. like use chemicals and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So. And if you want to use chemical, that's fine. But a lot of them can be natural too. Right. So, yeah, right on. yeah mm-hmm. like safe for your lawn, safe for your garden or whatever, safe for pets once it's dry the touch. That's Obviously, you don't want them out there while you're spraying. And right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, yeah. So yeah. you got some stuff that are pet friendly. Correct. Not, that's, right. that's good. That's good. What are some common, um, I guess, what are some some things that are some of your most popular items for for yards or gardens that, as far as a tree top or, um, or sure. a shrub top or you know what are some things that you see very very common that people here in the in the Panhandle are like yeah let's let's there's got to be some things that are more more heavily purchased than other things I'm assuming so like for your case being out there in the open out in the country uh, you know windbreaks or whatever would be like an Austrian pine. Those do extremely well. Mm. My wife has been on me to get some yeah. pines. So yeah. there you go. So Austrian, she's, she's good. Austrian as soon as we get done, you're in trouble pine. again. Yeah, yeah sure. Because <laughs> yeah. you're so well, good. I don't mind that a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Austrian pine is a great windbreak uh, for shade trees. Uh, lace bark elm. It's a good elm. It's uh, you know has a real pretty lacy look to the bark. A lot of customers will come in, hey, I've got this tree and the bark's peeling. It's sometimes a light spark elm. It's oh, actually wow. a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. Uh, there's uh, Zocobas. Uh, I think off of I-40 here, we have the record for one of the biggest Kentucky coffee trees. And we don't hear about those too, too often. Yeah, and it's uh, and we sell, sell those. So we just started uh, doing that. So Kentucky coffee tree is good. Uh, autumn purple ash is a great shade tree, so great fall color if uh, people like that. And so and then you can get into the shrubs that also have, you know, great fall color, whether it's sun, whether it's shade, whether it's evergreen. You know, butterfly bush is <coughs> real good. Um, and so those are good pollinators, so mm-hmm. people like, you know, pollinators too. So, yeah, there's several good uh, shrubs that would do good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I love that. Well, how did you how did you get into mm-hmm. how did you get into all of this? So yeah, yeah. so getting into all this was just um, I was kind of in between jobs, and so somebody uh, recommended, "Hey, go to Culture Gardens. There are good people there, and uh, they're fixing to be hiring for the spring, and just see what they got." So and I was doing that. I was turning in other you know applications i think yeah there was one for city of amarillo and i was doing that so i was uh so i got uh, on at culture gardens and it was in february i remember my first day there it was a cold day february of 03 and uh warren who's uh, the owner now uh took after his uh his his mother and father jim and sheila um so sent me to the greenhouse hey i've got this uh little bitty greenhouse to put together mm-hmm. so it's a little you know that can go in your backyard so that was my first day there culture gardens was building this greenhouse in the cold and i was like oh, oh did i really man. sign Is up this a good for choice? this yeah <laughs> at least i was indoors in the greenhouse you know in the in the you know out of the elements outside so um but after that you know getting on in the shrub light i was going to be outside and learning all the shrubs and learning all the trees and and, you know, a lot of watering and helping customers and, and this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, um, uh, we had an opening on the floor in the front uh, for a floor manager. Our previous floor manager had gone back to college. So I uh, joined forces and came back on, on in the floor and learned all that. 
And so here I am today after that. So we got through, you know, so many years and then through COVID and everything, that was kind of a big change uh, for everybody. And so we lost some employees. So I can, you know, a lot of us had to step up, uh, including including myself, including Warren, to, including all uh, the current employees that we've had. Uh, but some of them had left. And so, um, but that was a big, that's when I learned the most, I think. That year of 2020, yeah. people were stuck at home. Mm-hmm. And what did they want to do? They wanted to work on their homes. So they sure. got out, did some lawn, did, did some gardening. And so come in, we were fortunate to stay open during all that time. Right. So, yeah. And so that was a really a game changer for us. And to, and to get in front of these uh, people and to really help them. And uh, now they keep coming back. A lot yeah. of people were doing vegetable gardens for the first time. You know, they didn't know if they were going to be working. So let's grow our own vegetables right. or whatever. Went through yep. a lot of soil, a lot of uh, vegetable seed, a lot of vegetable plants. So, and and here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that just also attributes to um, the culture and the people of Amarillo that, a, a local business like that, yeah, a lot of people wanted to stay home and they were doing a lot of things outside because everybody was being kept in right. the house. Yeah, so yeah, getting yeah. outside and gardening or working on their yards or exterior of their houses, whatever, mm-hmm. just trying to get outside. Um, but just going back to that, I think that that um, attributes to the people of Amarillo and wanting to support local businesses because I think right. it would have been just as easy to go to somewhere that's maybe a larger a larger company mm-hmm. that um, – I don't know, maybe doesn't have that, that local feel that, or that local presence. Right. Um, so that, man, I, I love that. I love that you guys were able to stay open mm-hmm. when things were really, really challenging. But, man, that just goes back to Amarillo and how, how yeah. loyal people Well, a thousand percent, you think about it, too, especially during that time. You had Amazon. Mm-hmm. You yep. ordered online order anything you needed to. Right. So right. I love the fact that you guys are still rocking and rolling. I'm still yeah. mad at you because you do <laughs> such a good job. But, uh, no, I, I was going to actually ask you about, uh, so what all services do you guys have there at Culture Gardens that people may or may not know that yeah. they could come in and, and you know, what all do you, do you guys do there? Yeah, so our main thing is we plant trees and shrubs. So if and they come with a guarantee, whether you plant them or we plant them or, or whatever, so our, our planting crew and our our uh, our guys doing that, that's a great service to, to offer. Um, another service is if you've got questions or if you have anything going on with your lawns or trees or shrubs, bring it in and we'll diagnose it. We'll kind of walk you through, see what you need to do and get you through the steps to improve your success in the future. You know, so that's awesome. another another service that we do. So and just uh, just to be in front of customers and just to offer and just our our motto, um, if our slogan would be come see what's blooming, you know, come in and see what's blooming. That's but cool, Jim nice. and Sheila, after all the years that they had spent, you know, uh, building this business would be quality and, and service and knowledge. Those three words is what we want to offer. That's I incredible. That. I love right. that. Man, very cool. Okay, so, hey, let's talk real quick about the, we talked about the outdoor mm-hmm. part. Now, let's talk a little bit about the indoor sure. plants. What, what, what do you suggest for survivability right. on some indoor plants. So, um, like bromeliad, uh, there's oak leaf ivy, there's monstera, and that's uh, also known as what the one of my favorites. You can't like uh, who doesn't like Swiss cheese plant. 
So yeah, that's what that's what it's <laughs> okay. called. So that's it's cool. common name. It's Swiss cheese plant. And then uh, you can do things like bougainvillea. You don't see them, and uh, unless you're in California outside, but you bring them inside here, and uh, oh, so nice. in kind of transition. So if you do uh, take plants outside, don't do it during the winter because they'll be in a pot. The temperature outside is going to be the temperature of that pot, and they're going to freeze. So. October through uh-huh. May, uh, you know, have them inside, and then May through September, you know, take them outside. Okay. So they can be, uh, you know, a sun and shade thing, uh, going indoors and outdoors, so transition mode, take them out the garage a few days and then outside or whatever, but mm-hmm. just let them acclimate. Just don't take them out on a 103-degree day like we had last summer. In oh, yeah. Man, right. It was so hot last summer. Yeah. Right. You, made a, you made another good point, too, about indoor plants. Um Talking about the water, making sure that you're not overwatering indoors. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So they, they're not going to dry out as much indoors. So, yeah, just uh, checking them every, you know, four or five days, get you a moisture meter or however you want to do that. But, yeah, don't water your plants every day. I was going to ask how, how, how you know if they have enough water or not. You just, like, right. poke the ground or something. Uh, yeah, you can just uh, get you a little uh, probe or something and and, uh, and just probe it. And if it's moist, don't water. Let it dry out between waterings okay. on your okay. house plants. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Do you guys have, uh, I'm sure, but do you guys have uh, fruit plants or, uh, sorry, fruit trees? Oh, sure. Okay. So, Fruit trees, uh, we do. So there can be, you know, apple trees. There can be cherry trees, uh, you know, peach trees. So um, they're, they're pear trees. So all your all your fruit trees, uh, we usually do. Um, we get them in in the early spring, you know, March and April. So we sell a lot of them. And so availability during, you know, the, the summer months and winter months is not as much as they would be, you know, right now during the spring and early summer. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that's good. Well, do you guys have any lemon or lime trees? Uh, those we didn't get too many of those this year. We did some other other ones of that. But yeah. uh, so Trump you guys, you right. guys, you can buy normally, them there. Okay, right. yeah, okay. Normally we well, have those. So, well, uh, yeah. yeah, I. Yeah, where's kind this of, going? It kind of makes right. me laugh. My my father in law <laughs> has a has a lemon tree. So they had they live in okay. Southwest Colorado, and they um their house is kind of like a I guess one part of it is an octagon type of a shape okay. and they have windows that face that entire thing it overlooks the valley. It's, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It's beautiful. But, um, my father-in-law is really big about indoor plants. And so he has all kinds, but his, his pride and joy right now is, uh, his okay. lemon tree that he's got okay. inside. And, yeah. um, I mean, it's, it's doing well. It's, it's actually pretty funny that there's lemons <laughs> really? that, are, that are growing on oh, it. Oh yeah. Um, they're, they're very cool. Sometimes we'll have them, sometimes not. It just depends on the grower and the way sometimes they ship them. If they ship them on a flatbed truck in March, they're going mm-hmm. to freeze on the transportation yeah. or whatever. So they're okay. very tropical. we, we yeah. got to have them, you know, uh, treated inside of our greenhouse environment. We don't have them outside or, or whatever or in our uh, house plant area. So, yeah. yeah. But is that a big deal? Like, do you get a lot of people that want to grow tropical oh. fruits like that that uh, keep yeah. them in a there, greenhouse there are, inside? There are a few of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So tropicals are good, So which are uh, house plants. So, yeah. yeah. I got, a, I got a question. This is on behalf of my daughter, actually. Okay. She told me she wants to start a flower business. And so... Okay. What flower would you recommend my daughter starting her business around? That's easy to grow and easy. I love to, the entrepreneurial spirit. Oh yeah. man, that's yeah. that's my daughter to a T. So um, she's eight. By, she's the, eight, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's eight. Yeah. So all your ivies. So oak leaf ivy, pothos ivy. There's several different ivies. Those are just 
gray and hard to, hard to kill plant. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. Good. yeah. That's good. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do, do those. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You bet. Oh man, that's good. What about rose bushes? So we've got a few, and I feel uh-huh. like we go out. We we heard from a good friend of ours that actually used to own yeah. um, uh, a flower shop uh, up in up in Colorado, but she was telling us a certain distance. I can't remember what it is, but that you cut down and then. After a short amount of time, it'll just grow back okay. pretty much where it's at. But yeah. what what's your so, recommendation? Yeah, there? and roses, yeah, are the exception to other shrubs uh, here. So cutting them back would be in April, okay. and you want to what you want to do is go down to your crown, and that's the bottom of your rose where it's coming out of the ground, and pick your three best canes. Mm-hmm. And so when you get the four, five, six canes coming out of the ground like that, that's where they can go wild. Gotcha. But pick your three best canes and then cut them back to about, you know, knee high or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's but good advice. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, great. That is no, good. That's great awesome. advice. What about when they're starting to, when they're starting to blossom? Like what, when do you cut those off to, I mean, bring them inside. My wife loves having fresh flowers and we'll go out there all the time. And I mean, mm-hmm. they come back pretty fast. Right. What, yeah. what is that? What's the recommendation? Like, is there a certain amount of distance that you want from the flower to how much stem you're cutting? Right. Just think of it like if you were buying a rose in a in a, in a flower shop or, okay. or wherever. You, you can go, you know, six or eight inches down. Okay. Uh, don't cut it right there at the bud. So, yeah, get, get you a stem that's six or eight inches. I had a friend, and I'm a little uh, jealous, and I didn't uh, hear about this till yesterday, but he was uh, telling about a story, and uh, he do it on a medical mission in Ecuador. And uh, so he's taking pictures and everything, going through those pictures. But in one of those pictures, they had these greenhouses. And so he was talking about these greenhouses and what they grow. And they're famous for their roses. But they're not your 6, 8, 10-inch roses. These are your tall stem roses. Oh, yeah. And see, Ecuador, right there on the equator or whatever, that is the perfect environment for for their rose growing. And I was like, man, I would love to get my hands on those. So, yeah, he said, man. Good luck because a lot of these roses they ship them to Russia, and huh. so uh, we get a few of them here in the states or whatever. But he said Russia is is their their main source. So wow! wow. They, yeah, they just buy them yeah, up, ship them okay. out there to Russia. And I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, so, I wouldn't yeah. either. It's crazy. Right. That is wild. But roses are, are great for for anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so Good. what about the guys that are listening? Who's a bare minimalist? Who says? Huh? It's November. The grass has stopped growing. <laughs> I just want to stop worrying about my yard. But the, also in the springtime, mm-hmm. like I want to have a nice yard. But in the wintertime, I want to take a break. Right? Is there anything? What do you say? What What do you say to the to the the, the people that do come <laughs> in to gotta, do that? You got to take care of your yard during the winter. So this last winter, we were in a drought. You know, all summer long, and we were a drought in the winter. We didn't have much snowfall. And so a uh, winterizer is like a fertilizer. It's just uh, high in that last number, which is your potash, to protect your roots. Put mm-hmm. that down, you know, late October, 1st of November, and then put your lawn to bed, like you're saying, for the winter. I don't want to do anything else. I want to put it to bed, and I want to have the best chances of wake up in the spring. And then we hit it with a high-release fertilizer in March and April. Uh, our Cota Garden 1600 is great for that. All nitrogen and 8% iron. So that's a good growth and green up, what we call it, for the spring. Okay. But winterizer, and it's not just for your lawns. It's for your trees and shrubs, too. Just make an extra pass around your trees and shrubs. We just had so much uh, 
you know, uh, that dry freeze damage. We had some freezes, but they were just so dry mm-hmm. on a lot of evergreens. A lot of, uh, you know, boxwoods didn't look good this spring. A lot of uh, hollies didn't look good, the good this spring. And people were just like, oh, I'm digging them out of the ground and I'm going to come buy new ones. I was like, no, don't, don't dig them out of the ground. Don't give up on them. They're going to have new growth. It may be Mother's Day before they have that, but let's encourage them, let's feed them, let's cut out the bad, and let's just kind of go from there. But no reason they're not totally dead. So That's interesting because right. I've been driving around and I've been noticing some of the evergreens that are just like mm-hmm. really struggling. Right. And, that's and it's from the, the December, January, and February, just dry freezes. We got our first freeze in, in November, sure, but the, the hard freezes, the dry ones that we had this winter really affected uh, uh, a lot of plants, but especially the evergreens like your boxwoods and hollies. Awesome. Wow. All right. So, well, where can people find you at if they want to come get, if they're listening to this, they want to get the the best advice and the best products. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Coulter Gardens, 4200 Coulter Street. Uh, just come in, and uh, we uh, what you'll uh, have up front in front of you is our cashiers. So, and they'll can direct you to probably the office is mm-hmm. where we'll be. Yeah, if I'm not up front, I'll be in the office, and uh, and just uh, come on in with your pictures, photos, whatever. Uh, do that. Just give us a little bit of history. What's going on? Well, I can't wait yeah. because. Uh, as you were talking about the winterizer, I'm sh- I'm sh- I'm over here just like oh no, Tamara's gonna hear this and I'm gonna be coming <laughs> yeah. to see you again. And so, is that gonna be a granule or is that gonna be a spray product for me? Okay. Oh, it's going to be probably a spray. So I'll be out there with my backpack on getting after it. There you go. Another problem (laughs) we can have is the granule weed and feeds. Just uh, we keep them in the back of the store, so so a person can come in the front and grab this weed and feed and just uh, yeah, it's just so potent. So the sprays are better. Yeah. Thank you. Well, if you have any questions about your yard, trees, shrubs, how to keep everything green and not kill it and right. and all that good stuff. You go holler at Kenneth down at Coulter Gardens. They'll take good care of you. Um, right. Man, we appreciate you having you on the show today. That's a lot you of good bet. information, especially for us. Yep. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah, I, yeah. Taking, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, yeah it's been absolutely. Fun. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome.